Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled The Parable of the Great Eagle. It shall be focused on the study of Ezekiel chapter 17 and 18. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, for Your love and for Your word. May the words that we hear today continue to change us from within. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Ezekiel chapter 17 and 18. Ezekiel 17 And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Put forth a riddle, and speak a parable unto the house of Israel, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, A great eagle with great wings, long-winged, full of feathers, which had diverse colors, came unto Lebanon, and took the highest branch of the cedar. He cropped off the top of his young twigs, and carried it into a land of traffic. He set it in a city of merchants. He took also of the seed of the land, and planted it in a fruitful field. He placed it by great waters, and set it as a willow tree. And it grew, and became a spreading vine of low stature, whose branches turned toward him. And the roots thereof were under him, so it became a vine, and brought forth branches, and shot forth sprigs. There was also another great eagle with great wings and many feathers, and behold, this vine did bend her roots toward him and shot forth her branches toward him, that he might water it by the furrows of her plantation. It was planted in a good soil by great waters, that it might bring forth branches, and that it might bear fruit, that it might be a goodly vine. Say thou, Thus saith the Lord God, Shall it prosper? Shall he not pull up the roots thereof, and cut off the fruit thereof, that it wither? It shall wither in all the leaves of her spring." even without great power or many people to pluck it up by the roots thereof. Yea, behold, being planted, shall it prosper? Shall it not utterly wither when the east wind toucheth it? It shall wither in the furrows where it grew. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Say now to the rebellious house, Know ye not what these things mean? Tell them, Behold, the king of Babylon is come to Jerusalem, and hath taken the king thereof, and the princes thereof, and led them with him to Babylon, and hath taken of the king's seed, and made a covenant with him, and hath taken an oath of him, he hath also taken the mighty of the land, that the kingdom might be base, that it might not lift itself up, but that by keeping of his covenant it might stand. But he rebelled against him in sending his ambassadors into Egypt, that they might give him horses and much people. Shall he prosper? Shall he escape that doeth such things? Or shall he break the covenant and be delivered? As I live, saith the Lord God, surely in the place where the king dwelleth that made him king, whose oath he despised, and whose covenant he break, even with him in the midst of Babylon he shall die. Neither shall Pharaoh with his mighty army and great company make for him in the war by casting up mounts and building forts to cut off many persons." seeing he despised the oath by breaking the covenant, when, lo, he had given his hand and hath done all these things, he shall not escape. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, as I live, surely mine oath that he hath despised, 
and my covenant that he hath broken, even it will I recompense upon his own head. And I will spread my net upon him, and he shall be taken in my snare, and I will bring him to Babylon, and will plead with him there for his trespass that he hath trespassed against me. And all his fugitives with all his bands shall fall by the sword, and they that remain shall be scattered toward all winds, and ye shall know that I the Lord have spoken it. Thus saith the Lord God, I will also take of the highest branch of the high cedar, and will set it. I will crop off from the top of his young twigs a tender one, and will plant it upon an high mountain and eminent. In the mountain of the height of Israel will I plant it, and it shall bring forth bows, and bear fruit, and be a goodly cedar. And under it shall dwell all fowl of every wing, in the shadow of the branches thereof shall they dwell. And all the trees of the field shall know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree, have exalted the low tree, have dried up the green tree, and have made the dry tree to flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it. Ezekiel 18 The word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, What mean ye that ye use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge? As I live, saith the Lord God, ye shall not have occasion any more to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But if a man be just, and do that which is lawful and right, and hath not eaten upon the mountains, neither hath lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, neither hath defiled his neighbor's wife, neither hath come near to a menstruous woman, and hath not oppressed any, but hath restored to the debtor his pledge, hath spoiled none by violence, hath given his bread to the hungry, and hath covered the naked with a garment. He that hath not given forth upon usury, neither hath taken any increase, that hath withdrawn his hand from iniquity, hath executed true judgment between man and man, hath walked in my statutes, and hath kept my judgments, to deal truly. He is just. He shall surely live, saith the Lord God. If he beget a son that is a robber, a shedder of blood, and that doeth the like to any one of these things, and that doeth not any of those duties, but even hath eaten upon the mountains, and defiled his neighbor's wife, hath oppressed the poor needy, hath spoiled by violence, hath not restored the pledge, and hath lifted up his eyes to the idols, hath committed abomination, hath given forth upon usury, and hath taken increase. Shall he then live? He shall not live. He hath done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon him. Now lo, if he beget a son, that seeth all his father's sins which he hath done, and considereth, and doeth not such like, that hath not eaten upon the mountains, neither hath lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, hath not defiled his neighbor's wife, neither hath oppressed any, hath not withholden the pledge, neither hath spoiled by violence, but hath given his bread to the hungry, and hath covered the naked with a garment, that hath taken off his hand from the poor, that hath not received usury, nor increase, hath executed my judgments, hath walked in my statutes. He shall not die for the iniquity of his father, he shall surely live. As for his father, 
because he cruelly oppressed, spoiled his brother by violence, and did that which is not good among his people, lo, even he shall die in his iniquity. Yet say ye, Why? Doth not the Son bear the iniquity of the Father? When the Son hath done that which is lawful and right, and hath kept all my statutes, and hath done them, he shall surely live. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The Son shall not bear the iniquity of the Father, neither shall the Father bear the iniquity of the Son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness, and committeth iniquity, and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he hath trespassed, and in his sin that he hath sinned, in them shall he die. Yet ye say, The way of the Lord is not equal. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness, and committeth iniquity, and dieth in them, for his iniquity that he hath done shall he die again. When the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Because he considereth, and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet saith the house of Israel, The way of the Lord is not equal, O house of Israel. Are not my ways equal? Are not your ways unequal? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, saith the Lord God. Repent, and turn yourselves from all your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Cast away from you all your transgressions whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore turn yourselves, and live ye. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Rev. William Branham, titled, The End Time Sign Seed. This was preached in 1962, on March the 19th. We'll begin at paragraph 54, up to paragraph 70. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Now we could go on with this for hours. But let's just look at some of the scriptures here just a minute. That looks to the seed that's been planted for the end time. If that seed of Job's spoken word, Isaiah spoke of it, every man of God, every prophet of God that he made his secrets known to, even David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all the rest of them spoke of that coming seed. And when the season come, it was exactly that way. It always does. It can't fail. It's God's Word. It's eternal. It can't fail. 
And all of us know that Jesus was the Word. Now, let's take His Word then. Hebrews 1 said, God in sundry times and divers manners spoke to the prophets, but in this last days to His Son, Christ Jesus. Now, He was a God prophet. He was a prophet, sure. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet. But this was more than a prophet. He was God, manifested in flesh. Now, this God prophet give us two or three signs that we want to look at here, great signs that we want to remember. In Matthew 24, when it was asked him, when shall these things be? What will be the coming of the end of the world? When will all this take place? He gave so many different things that would take place. Nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and so forth, and on and on and on. But said, learn a parable of the fig tree and all the other trees. How many of you are Christians? Now raise your hands. Right? Thank you. I guess 100%. All right. Watch close now when we bring this end time seed sign. Jesus said, learn a parable of the fig tree. Now, when you see the fig, now learn a parable of what? The fig tree. Now, anyone knows that reads the Bible that the fig tree has always been the Jewish race of people. Joel said, what the palm worm left the caterpillar eat and so forth, that was the stump that the creeds and things eat the church down, but said, I will restore, saith the Lord. Now, the Jews was cut off, Paul tells us, and the Gentiles grafted in again into the kingdom. But notice, Jesus said, learn a parable of the fig tree. Now, that tree like Job saw, if it dies, will it live again? Sure. He said, now, when you see the fig tree and all the other trees, trees, trees of what? There's a tree of life. There's a tree of creed, nomination. There's a creed of nation. When you see the fig tree and all the other trees putting forth buds, brows, fix the leave out, you say summer's now. Notice. Making a parable out of the nations. Now, God deals with the Gentiles for a bride, one here and one there. But he deals with the Jews as a nation, not as an individual, as a nation. He's always, that's been God's chosen nation. God chose him as a nation. Missionaries going into Jerusalem and things. When Israel is saved, she'll be a nation, the Bible says, will be born in a day. <laughs> right. So Israel will accept Christ at one, as a nation, not just as individuals. But notice now what he said. Let's take it. Watch it clear. When you see the fig tree begin to bud again and all the other trees putting forth its buds. Now, everything is having a, a revival or just had a revival. The Jews are back in their homeland as a nation, flying their own flag their own government, their own money. They are a nation for the first time for about, I guess, about 1,800 years. Oh, more than that, about 2,200 years. About 2,200 years. They, Israel is a nation again. The oldest flag in the world, the six-born star of David, flies again. And for the first time for 2,200 years, and Jesus said, when she begins to put forth her bud, the time is at the door. Israel, talking to the Jews. 
Now watch. He said when all the other trees begin to put forth, the Roman Catholic Church has had the greatest sweep it's ever had. The Protestant Church has had the greatest revival it's had. Billy Graham and Jack Schuler, the Pentecostals has had the greatest revival they had. Old Roberts, Tommy Hicks, and the rest of them. Great man. A revival. Notice, the powers has had a revival. The national powers. There's a revival on now. Who's going to be the greatest power? Communism. Everybody here, preachers, stand in the pulpit talking, oh, let us fear communism. Nonsense. Show me a scripture where communism will rule the world. Romanism will rule the world. Not communism. Look at King Nebuchadnezzar's vision. The word of the Lord. The head of gold. Branch. On down into the Roman feet, which was iron and never changed. The stone came while it was still in the iron and smote it. Remember, at the end it was mixed with clay. The weakness. Clay and iron together. This great meeting you just had up here between Khrushchev and Eisenhower. You know what Khrushchev means in his own nation, national tongue? Khrushchev means mud. Clay. You know what Eisenhower means in English? Iron. And he even make it so plain to the people, Khrushchev choked off his shoe and beat to death. They will not agree. What's going to rule? Rome will rule. A confederation of churches with Catholicism will bind it together and right there you are, the ruling power. The Bible says that. That's the seed that can't fail. Now look today. Isn't this new pope inviting all the Protestant churches in? Aren't they going? What about your Pentecostals? Same thing. The federation of churches. There you are. That seed's got to come to pass. Just has got to happen. It's got to mature. It's time for it to mature. That people, what they do, organize and kept building greater buildings and bigger organizations, greater denominations. And what all happened? The same thing, exactly what the Bible said they'd do. That's what the God prophet Jesus Christ said would take place. The Jews would be restored and there would be a great revival amongst them as a nation coming together as a nation. There would be a revival amongst the Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterians and so forth. A revival amongst the Pentecostals. And there you are. Nation will be striving against nation. The seed matured. Israel become a nation. After 2200 years. What's happened? The churches all got together having a revival. All right, sir. Now another great seed was planted. He said in the last days, in Second Timothy, the third chapter, there would come amongst a church of falling away from Bible faith. That's right. Is that a seed? Is that a promise? Look at them today. Look at our churches. What are they doing? They're organizing themselves together. They're cooperating together, binding themselves together, failing. Don't believe in the Bible. Don't believe in the, in the real true word of God. You say, the Bible says this. Them things are past. There is no such a thing. Oh, there, there is no such a thing. Days of miracles just passed a long time ago. There is no such a thing as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That was for a handful of people, 12, back there, the apostles. See? What is that seed? It's maturing. It's the end time sign seed. What did Jesus say? When you see these things happening, lift up your head. Your redemption's drawing nigh to the church. We've seen she would fall away. All right. We find that. All right. Now we said in the last days, Joel told us, the other part of the scriptures, listen close now, 
that there would be a farmer and latter rain in the same season. How many Christians know that say amen? Sure. What uh, the other day, to my surprise, when I looked, farmer and latter rain would come in the same season. Now the word farmer in the Hebrew word, get your Hebrew uh, lexicon and find out, the Hebrew word for farmer means mora. Mora means teaching. There will come a teaching rain. What is it? Putting the seeds into the earth. What's that? What's going on? Well, we find out that there's been a teaching rain going on. The Baptist people, a million more in 44 was there go. Members of the church. Billy Graham's great revivals, like great advances, look what he done. Look at Oral Roberts and the Pentecostals. There's been a teaching rain gone forth. There's been a national teaching rain, communism, sold amongst the people, every nation. There's been a Roman revival. You know what happens? If they give the western part or the eastern part a Berlin back, that puts communism just the, I mean the Roman Empire just exactly in the old circle it was in the time of Jesus. Certainly it does. Perfectly. There's a revival going on. What is it? A sowing. You don't hear very much of Billy Graham no more, do you? What about oral? What about the rest of them? You know the great revival fire's not burning. What is it? It's the end time seed sign. The words has been sown. What is it? Denomination will reap denomination. That makes them confederate themselves together. But the word of God has been sown also. And when the Spirit of God begins to fall, the Word of God will live in the people. And that false bride that's committed adultery out there and brought herself into creeds and sold out her birthright will reap what? A confederation of church that's to be bound and burned like the thorns and thistles. But where the Word of God's been sowed into the people's heart, it'll reap a bride for Christ as certain as I'm standing here. End time sign. What's the matter, Church of God? What's the matter with it? What's the matter, you Baptists, you Presbyterians, assemblies of God, Jesus only, all the rest of you? What's the matter with this? Can't you see the seed? Don't you be careful what kind of a seed you're taking in your womb of your heart. Don't you take creeds, take the word. They've been talking so much about Laterine. Not discarding you, Laterine, brethren. But that's not Laterine. The Laterine would have been here. The power of God would have struck that thing and should have swept the world. The Laterine fixing to come. What's the matter? The church is manufacturing herself something. Just like Eve tried to do. She tried to have more light to manufacture something. We've done the same thing. Trying to make something in ourselves. Keep your hand off of it. Let God do it. Take His Word and believe it. Hold it in your heart. And when the rain begins to fall, life will take hold. And the Word will manifest itself. I guess you think I'm crazy, but I'm not. If I am, leave me alone. I'm happy this way. So, I uh, believe God's Word. What's the matter with the church? Her womb, her, her open mind has received all kinds of creeds and dogmas and not the Word of God. When Christ came, He found the same thing that Adam found. Same thing Jehovah found. 
And here's these signs in the end time appearing, and the church hasn't got the answer. That's right. It's time. The farmer rains went forth. That's the reason Billy's not doing much. Remember, there was uh, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. There was two angels went down to the Sodomites. Remember, Lot once walked with Abraham. The church once walked in fellowship with Christ, with the Word, but they sold out their birthright for denomination. Now she's selling the whole thing and organized into one big confederation of church. That's exactly what happened to Lot. He went down there, two angels, old Robertson and Billy Graham, as it would be in this day, went down there and placed the gospel to them. What happened? A disgrace even come out of it. But Abraham, one stood back with him. There's one that he called God. And the sign that he performed there before him. What did it do? It proved what he was. Abraham was elected because he was, Abraham had the promise. And now look, this is Abraham's seed. The promise not only made to Abraham, but his seed. Not his seed, Isaac. It failed. It proved it did. But the seed, the faith that he had. No matter what the circumstances was, how against the nature it was, how much the doctor said it wasn't so, Abraham, after he had the promise given to him when it was impossible, he married his sister about 17 years old, his half-sister. They had no children. And when she was 65 and he was 75, God appeared to him and said, you're going to have a baby by. Why, she took it. He took his word. He made ready for it. Twenty-five years after that, nothing had happened. Now, he's a hundred years old and she's ninety. That didn't stop him a bit. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief. That's the faith. That's the royal seed of Abraham. That's the kind of seed that takes God's word. That's the thing that will bring the bride. That's the thing that will meet Christ. He is the word. If the church is soaked with something else besides the word, it can't go to meet him. He hasn't got a freak body with fungus on it. He's got a perfect body. He's the perfect word. And the church will be sowed and believed in the perfect word. And the perfect word and perfect word will unite together as one flesh and one body. As a husband and wife. Amen. I'm not amen myself, but amen means so be it. I believe it anyhow. Yes, sir. The former rains went forth. The rains fixing to fall. What's it going to bring forth? You just watch. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word today. And You said Your word will not return unto You void. It will accomplish that which You intended for it to do. May the same be the case in our lives today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. You won't.
Vietnam. 